Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Jumping off an hour or two of this soggy Saturday afternoon. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. It is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show here on WWL. Herb and I are not together today, uh, typically in studio. I'm still getting over COVID. Um, been fever-free for about 48 hours, so I feel like I'm on the mend. But um, anxious to get back in front of Herb next week uh, for the SEC Championship game uh, at Drago's. We'll be there. Um, still waiting to find out if we're going to be in Baton Rouge or Metairie, but nonetheless, looking forward to that one. But first, though, Herb LSU has to take care of business today against a Texas A&M team that's wounded. But, man, wounded animals, they're the most dangerous of kind when you're on their place and they feel like they can go out on a winning note and uh, salvage their season with a win, an upset win over LSU. That would go a long way for the Aggies program. That's right. And, you know, um, on the flip side of that, a hunter that's hungry, is you know just as dangerous so uh, i'm hoping that the tigers come out hungry and and ready to hunt and 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 not take these guys lightly and you know uh the old cliche is you know you don't kick a man when he's down but in this position you got to start kicking so we're going to see what's going to happen and i think that you know i I really truly think that um lsu is going to come out and and if they have a fast start um in the way that i think they will um it's going to be very difficult and tough for Texas A&M to overcome that because simply at this present time in the season, I think LSU is just, you know, head over heels much better than Texas A&M right now. And in Texas A&M, they're still trying to find an identity. They they have no identity on offense, defense. They got a lot of talent, but talent doesn't really equate to wins as you see. Um, you know, so it's it's, it's difficult. It's going to be difficult for Texas A&M. And I see Brian Kelly just making some some. Uh, uh, making sure that these guys are ready to play mentally, emotionally, and physically, and they're they're not looking forward to Georgia. They're looking forward to Texas A&M tonight. Yeah, and kind of piggyback off of that, Herb. You know, A&M can be all fired up and and uh, ready. You know, ready to be the the giant slayer, so to speak. But man, that confidence is fleeting if you fall down fourteen nothing quick. I mean, that all, all that bravado of oh, we want to be the one to to ruin their season, well, all that can go out the window. I think their their confidence is very fragile. And you know this from playing college football. Even when you're winning and winning a lot, your confidence is moment to moment, game to game, right? It, I mean, it's play to play, <laughs> yeah. you know? You know how they always say that one play was the deciding play, but that's the play, right? It's not a quarter and it's not a half and it's not three quarters. It's that one play. So, you know, it, the games can flip from play to play, just like, you know, the field positions, if you will. So, you know, I think that um, – I think you're right. I, I, the thing about it, though, is this, Christian, everybody's talking about how Texas A&M can be the spoiler. But the only people that's talking about LSU is going to win by 10 or more points is Vegas. And who's normally right? Vegas. And so, you know, you got to give the, the, the hunter the credit. And I think right now I think that LSU is is, is – 
they're, they're, they they smell something cooking this year that they could potentially be stirring a pot with, right? And I think they're not going to let that slip through their fingers tonight, for sure. Some more college football scores from around the country. Unranked Kentucky leads 25th-ranked Louisville 13 to nothing, And it is Louisville, uh, Herb, not Louisville. I've spent some time up there, so I know it's, it's Louisville. <laughs> right, it's Louisville. Um, gotcha. That's a good. That's a unique rivalry. I think you know, in rivalry week, we don't talk about that one enough. Is and I've experienced it from having my dad spend time at Fort Knox, and we were yeah. kind of thrust into it. We were always LSU fans, but being there and experiencing it at a local level, uh, that that's a sneaky good rivalry in and of itself. As Louisville, Kentucky, in particular, man, in basketball, oh my yeah. goodness, yeah, those two schools yeah. hate each other. And look, they just gave Coach Stoops a, a, a nice little pay raise, and. Um, you know, he had some comments about people trying to poach his guys through the NIL, uh, not through the NIL, but through the um, the, the transfer portal do, by utilizing the NIL situations, right? And um, and he had some choice words to say about some things. And, and I, I like Coach Stoops, and I think he's one of the better coaches out there. He's got a good situation in Kentucky. And, it, and just like in Nebraska, but it's a little bit easier to pull a guy to Kentucky. But, I mean, would you rather go to Kentucky or LSU? or You know what I'm saying? So, so he wants to try to keep the guys in the class that he has. He's got some really good young freshmen over there in Kentucky. Good on Kentucky because they knew that Auburn job would come call and they locked him up because uh, he was going to be in that conversation uh, to right. maybe go down to Auburn. Auburn and Alabama in the Iron Bowl, seven apiece through one quarter, about four minutes remaining in the first quarter. And it looks like Hugh Freeze is going to be the head coach of Auburn. Ole Miss uh, keeping Lane Kiffin. Uh, what do you think of Hugh Freeze potentially returning to the SEC, and particularly at Auburn? Well, I think we had a conversation about this before, and I, I actually like Hugh Freeze as a coach. You know, you know, he's had some some situations off the field, but at the end of the day, I think his his coaching ability is on par with any of the better coaches out there. And uh, to get him back on this level again, I think you'll see what type of coach he truly, really is. Especially, um, um, you know, being there in Auburn and having to compete with. Coach Saban in regards to recruiting as well as playing them once a year, it's going to be pretty exciting to see. And I think Hugh Freeze is that guy, right? Because the, the teams that generally beat Coach Saban in Alabama are those fast-paced teams that spread the ball out and they, they keep them, the defense on their heels. And I think Hugh Freeze is one of the better guys or coaches that's innovative and he's creative and he tends to, 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 to make sure he pushes the ball down the field and keep the defense on their heels. Listen, we've had a lot of uh, guys in the, in the professional ranks, the collegiate ranks that have had second chances in life, you know, and yep. I, I know yep. what Hugh Freeze did uh, or was, you know, alleged to have done uh, during his time at Ole Miss, and I think he paid his price uh, for it. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in second chances. If we weren't believers in second chances, then this country really kind of wouldn't exist to an extent. Um, so I, I'm all for Hugh Freeze getting another opportunity um, Look, to coach. Look, show me a person SEC. that has not made any mistakes. All right. The only one is, the, only one is the, the one upstairs, the man upstairs. That's so, right. That's it. That's it. That's you know, absolutely I, right. I, I, think, uh, I think he's a heck of a coach. Um, it's no question he'll have that Auburn program. If, if the Auburn power brokers give him autonomy, they've got to give him control. Okay? There's too many, hand, uh, you know, too many chefs in the kitchens over there at Auburn. If they let him run the show, then he'll be fine. Well, I, I mean, that sounds good, and I think it can happen. It's just going to be a matter of whether or not they they do that, and I think they will. I think they they they, in my opinion, I think they've learned. Hopefully, <laughs> they should have learned from the the past couple of coaches that they've had, 
So let the coach be the coach. Let him figure things out. And I think Hugh Freeze is a guy that understands how to run the program, right? And not that he needs to be micromanaged to the point of where, you know, where Auburn has been doing their past coaches. But, look, let the guy go, and I guarantee you they'll be just fine. Louisiana Tech on top of UAB, 3 nothing, uh in the second quarter there. UTEP, UTSA. UTEP is on top of uh, UTSA, 14 nothing. Just start of the second quarter. Troy in Arkansas State. Troy commands a 7-3 lead in the first quarter. Just getting underway in the second quarter. Excuse me. Memphis and SMU tied at 7. Uh, 13 minutes and 47 seconds remaining in the second quarter. Hawaii and San Jose State. Hawaii is being blanked currently in the second quarter by San Jose State. 7 to nothing. Duke 10-7 over Wake Forest in the second quarter. Indiana 7-3 over Purdue in the second quarter as well. And Minnesota on top of Wisconsin 7-3 in that one. And I was watching college game day earlier today, Herb, and I didn't know that Wisconsin embraces uh, House of Pain jump around. Like, that's their that's their deal. Um, I didn't know that, that That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, every home game when there's a pivotal moments, you know. You know, like in the Superdome when they played Crunk uh, a number of years ago. Yep. Yeah, so they, yep. they, they've been playing that song for 20, no, 30 years, and it, it started because of a tight end that got injured, got basically his season was over, and, he just found he, he was just curious as to you know how to create an atmosphere in uh, at Camp Randall because there really wasn't one as he described it and he, lo and behold they started you know going and turning in these lists of songs and House of Pain Jump Around was the one that they, that stuck so if you're at Camp Randall and you know there's a p- pivotal moment in the game um, the you, chances are you're going to hear House of Pain Jump Around. That's right. That's pretty cool. And you know every stadium should have some sort of something a moxie song that gets them going and. Gets the crowd crunk as get a crunk uh, for the Saints or the while back, and I just love it, man. It gets it brings the energy to the game for the fans and the experience for the fans that's like none other. So that's pretty cool, pretty cool. You know what I you know what I like Herb honestly about just the college game in general. So here we are, we just watched Michigan upset Ohio State, and um, yep. the emotion that Michigan fans are riding and the depression that Ohio State fans are feeling right now. And, again, it is a college football game. It's not anybody's life or death. Nobody's going to die. But just the (laughs) the amount of energy that these fan bases put into their team is is really special, and it's fun to watch. Watching these big-time college games like that, the emotions, the ebbs and flows, you know, when when you see that, you almost can kind of put yourself there and be like, man, what a unique, what a neat environment. I'd like to be there. And, you know, the crazy part is it's, pretty much 99.9% of the, the the team's fan bases that have those feelings. Whereas in the NFL, you might have six, you know, seven yeah. that truly get behind the teams and their their ups and downs with them, their ups and flows with them, things of that nature. But in college, it's literally 99.9% of the teams and, and schools that all rally around their team. And, they, and, and you know, the, the, the at the expense of some of the fans, the – and LSU was one of them a while back, a couple of years ago. But the the little memes that they make when the the fans have these looks on their face when they just destroyed or something crazy has happened in the game, and they just they can't believe it. And it's it's a it's a pretty cool atmosphere. It's, it's super cool and exciting to watch all the time. My cousin Mark Fredella, you wrong for that. He just sent me her. Yeah, Mark Fredella listens all the time. Um, and he's a big football fan. Went to played played at Holy Cross high school and he just sent me a picture of i don't know probably 70 trout that he just caught <laughs> frustrated man you kidding me 
I'd love that. But that's pretty time. good. So, you know, I, like I tell you all the time, I do my fishing at Rouse's. So tell uh, tell Cuz to go ahead and uh, give him a couple bags of those fillets, please. <laughs> I'm sure he's a big fan of yours. I'm sure he'll hook you up. That's for sure. All right, that's we'll step away and like come back. Like he's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the uh, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. LSU and Texas A&M, 6 o'clock kickoff in College Station. The 12th man will it be alive and well as the Aggies have stumbled to a 4-5 and five record, 4-6, um, and six, excuse me, uh, record this season. And, man, um, it just hasn't worked out for LSU, I mean, for Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. But uh, as we talked about ad nauseum, how does LSU prevent the proverbial upset here. You just got to, you know, play the game that you've been playing all year. You got to take another step this year, right? Another, uh, this week, shall I say. Every week they're taking a step, whether it's, you know, a lateral step or it's a step forward. In in the case against Tennessee, it was a step backwards, but it was a learning experience for those guys. And I think that loss against Tennessee taught them how to beat a highly ranked team um, like they did against Alabama. And, um, I think that's the same thing you got to do again. You know, you just got to continue to just play the game, um, play within the system, and play uh, play very smart, play, you know, LSU Tiger football like they know how to play. And I think they'll be fine. I think if the defense can cause some havoc and get in the face of the quarterback who's a young guy, I think at the end of the day it's going to be, you know, getting him rattled and off of his, his set point and, um, and just creating some, some havoc for him. I think we'll be fine. But – and then, you know, I think leaning on the run game today as well is going to be something that uh, if we can kind of establish a run early, um, some some mid, mid-range mid passes down the field, not, you know, you know 15 to 20 yards maybe or 10 to 15, I think averaging some passes like that and getting the guys uh, to be able to get an opportunity to make a play after they catch the ball would be great too as well. I love this quote from Brian Kelly. I don't think they're going to give you any ticker tape parades on the possibility of winning ten games, that's no, <laughs> so true, and that's a. That, I think that's a that's an insight as to how he's drilling his football team on hey, the importance of this game. Yeah, you want to get to that win that ten win threshold, but it doesn't mean you've arrived by any stretch. W- no, not by com. any stretch of the means. Go ahead, Herb. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying yes. It, it not by any stretch of the means. As does that mean anything? That just means you've won the tenth game of the season, right? And that's it. That's right. That doesn't mean you're there. I mean, we still lost two games, one of which we should not have. And the second, we did, we're not competitive to the point of what we're, you know, we're used to. So, WWL.com columnist Jeff Palermo joining us now. Jeff, we're, we've talked at nauseum over the last 90 minutes about the possibility. Is LSU going to look past Texas A&M? I don't think it's a possibility with, with Brian Kelly uh, keeping a pulse of, of you know, his, his football team. No, I, I think he's going to have them ready. Uh, I mean, he certainly had them ready against UAB. I think when you look at um, what happened in the Arkansas game, um, I think there were a lot of different factors that went into that type of a performance that they had. Uh, I think the team, uh, in a way, kind of learned from it. Uh, you know, part of it was uh, the flu bug going around, and I think that certainly had an impact on the team. And I think they'll be ready. I think. They they understand really what what's ahead of them here, and uh, so yeah, I think they'll they'll play well. And I wouldn't be I would be surprised, uh, or I would not be surprised though if Texas A&M really gave a good spirited effort here. They they got one more game. They can 
at least uh, I don't I don't salvage is probably not the word because you really can't salvage this season, but you can at least end it on a on a somewhat good note if you can knock off LSU. So I, I think they're going to be fired up at the beginning, and LSU is going to have to withstand an initial emotion, and then once they get into the course of the game, it's just one of those games where you you don't make too many big mistakes, uh, you score when you get opportunities to score, and then you just kind of pull away and go ahead and, and get the victory that way. Jeff, they're sitting at nine wins right now, LSU is, and they're going for their 10th. Forget about the 10th, the 10 win threshold. If I'd have told you back in August that LSU was going to have nine wins, what would you have told me? Well, after walking out of the stadium against Tennessee, if you told me they were going to have nine wins, I would have told you you're crazy. I mean, I, I was, I was kind of, I said, you know, I was, I guess I was in the camp of, uh, of eight and four. I said, hey, you know, if, if certain things go right, you know, they can be certainly nine and three. But I thought eight and four, and I've had, you know, I remember in the summer I'd have some people say, hey, you know, I think they can win ten games. I'm like, he's crazy. They're not going to win ten games. The offensive line is a mess. You don't know what you have at the quarterback position. Uh, defense, the secondary. I mean, you, you just you're trying to put together basically a, an entire new unit as a defensive secondary. And you got new specialists, kickers, punters, all those kind of things. I mean, it just seems, and, and there's so much turnover from the last time they played it. It's it's going to be a, it's going to take a, a huge effort to, to get to ten wins. Well, uh, you know, th- some things came together. Obviously, the play of Jaden Daniels to me has been the key to all this, though, really, because he, he's he's played a such a high level. Um, he, he's been able to overcome. The, the shortcomings that that offensive line possesses, the fact that this team doesn't, at least especially in the first half of the year, did not have a consistent running game. He was able to overcome that. And then I, I think the other big key to this season has been defensive coordinator Matt House. Mm-hmm. Uh, how he's put this defense together, the play calling, um, getting this unit to, to, getting this group to play as a unit as quick as he's been able to do it, and the adjustments that he makes during the course of games. I mean, so many times this season, I mean, how many times have we seen it where, yeah, teams are scoring a, a little bit on LSU in the beginning, and then eventually he's able to make some adjustments and they shut down the, the other team, you know, whether it was Auburn, Texas A&M, uh, heck, even UAB last week. And I know there's there were some other games where Alabama and Florida scored on LSU late, but um, for the most part, I mean, he, he's been fantastic. He, he's been able to get this group to play really well, and it's, I think the defense has um, outperformed what anybody would have expected. Uh, the two freshman tackles have been fantastic, and Jaden Daniels has been outstanding. And because of that, uh, it, it's helped uh, Brian Kelly uh, take this team to heights that I don't think anybody would have expected. Herb, I want to start with you, and Jeff, you jump in on this as well. I know that LSU beat Alabama, and I, that was obviously a big win. But I think that the Auburn win was significant because – the offense wasn't going in that game, and the defense put their put the team on their back and said, hey, we're going to win this thing. And I think that's when they truly kind of came together and evolved as a team. Herb, you agree with that? I agree. And you remember in the 2019 season, that Auburn game was a game where the defense uh-huh. had to win that for us, right? So uh-huh. it kind of re- mimics that or reminds me of that. And, you know, one of the things that Jeff said is that, that, that this defense has just been remarkable. Matt House has been anything short but, you know, just great Um and it's not so much that they, uh, you know, just have this really great defense. It's the adjustments that's made 
throughout the game, and it's not at a halftime adjustment. And I mentioned this before in one of our other broadcasts is that, you know, he makes adjustments um, series to series that, that, that you just don't see in college football. You see it a lot in the NFL, but not in college football. So that, to me, means the world to me. And, and I can see that he's act- actively coaching these guys and then making decisions as the series turns over each time. Jeff, I, I think another big, game? Yeah, I, I think actually it may even go a, a week before, or a couple of weeks before that when they took out Mississippi State. Um, you know, if you remember, yeah. Mississippi State yeah. came into came into uh, Tiger Stadium and they were they were favored to win that game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mississippi State got off to a, a fairly decent start. It was it was a bit of a ball game there for a while. And then LSU just absolutely shut them out, and and especially in that fourth quarter when LSU outscored them twenty-one to nothing, I think that team came away with the belief and belief that hey, wait a minute, uh, maybe we're. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how much they were looking at the you know the, all the newspaper clippings and what we were saying on the internet and what we were saying on the radio and all this kind of stuff about this team possibly being seven and five, eight and four, but I, I think they gained a lot of confidence from that game. Um, and then, yeah, uh, just figuring out a way to win against Auburn. That's always a sign of a good team, just like they just kind of figured out a way to win against Arkansas. W- wasn't their best performance. They didn't play very well. A lot of things went didn't go their way. But in the end, they just figured out a way to win it. And those are the kind of games where I think teams, um, they find there's a lot of confidence. And I, I think Brian Kelly is just setting the right tone after every game, you know, I mean, after the Arkansas game, I mean, he could have said, boy, that was just a, that was a horrible, or that was a bad performance, blah, blah, blah. But when, when he spoke after the game, he was saying he was really encouraged about that victory because he, he knew how hard it was for that team to get up after beating Alabama, the the flu bug going around, it's cold. It's the first cold game of the year, 11 a.m. kickoff. There's just so many factors going against you. And he was impressed with how his team was able to overcome all that. As we kind of continue this roundtable discussion, Jeff, I'll start with you on this one, uh, this next one. The, the previous complaints about the previous um, administrations had been, yeah, they can d- get the talent. I'm talking about Les Miles and, and Coach O. Yeah. They could get the talent to Baton Rouge, but the, the procurement was never the issue. It was the development of the talent. We're seeing it right before our very eyes. Not only are they – procuring the talent they're also maturing the talent and growing the talent well to me this is i think it goes right down to the coaching staff of just how solid this coaching staff is and and i I go back to when brian kelly was making all these hires and i was looking and seeing you were looking and reading the biographies and all these guys and these are just these were just like ball coaches right these were guys that had uh, various experiences, success where they've been. Uh, there wasn't, um, you know, the, the, these were these were experienced guys for the most part. I, I would say maybe the the one guy that um, isn't the most experienced as, as far, especially on the on the college level, uh, would be the the safety or the not the safeties coach, but the cornerbacks coach Robert Steeples. But you know, other than that, I mean, all these guys have they've just been around and you kind of understood, um, you know, why, why those hires were made. And, 
and it, it's been impressive. And I, I think they're, they're certainly on Coach Orgeron's staff. I think his or one of his biggest downfalls was just the hiring of his coaching staff after they won the national championship. It was bad move after bad move. And heck, even the first hire for him as an offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, that didn't mesh, even though he was kind of forced to make that hire. But still, uh, th- there were some bad hires, and the, and the same with Les Miles. I mean, that is that is such a underrated part of being a head coach. Yeah, you got to go out and recruit, you got a game plan and stuff like that. But man, I, I think one of the, the the biggest things that you have to do as a head coach is to identify good assistant coaches, and then when those good assistant coaches leave to go somewhere else, you find someone that's you know just as good as them or even better. And, that, and that's a very hard thing to do sometimes for a head coach. You can't be lazy with it. If you get lazy with it, uh, it comes back to burn you. And, and that's what got, that's what caught uh, Ed Orgeron for sure. Herb, you want to jump in? I mean, I agree 100%. You, we always talk about the pinnacle of college uh, football coaching, right? Nick Saban. And what does he do once he hires the great staff and then one of his coordinators leave, all he does is next man up. But he goes out and gets the right guy, and then he grooms that person to be a developer of young men and not just a coach. And that's the one thing that we, we're talking about is how do you develop these guys, you know, coming in as 17-, 18-year-old freshmen, and then they're leaving out ready for the NFL or ready for the world, whichever one it is. You have to develop it, and I think that's the one of my biggest pet peeves that I had with Coach uh, Miles was the fact that was not developing any of the quarterbacks for sure. And then everybody else, the skilled position guys, they just were naturally skilled and talented. And so their natural ability is going to take them where they need to go. But at, at a quarterback position, you know, you have to look at the emotional intelligence of that quarterback. Can he lead young men? And also can he develop and understand mentally what the football game, what, what the game of football truly is. And that's an aspect of it that, that, that we were not getting back then. And so, the one thing that I've been truly uh, harping on with Coach Brian, Coach Kelly, is the fact that that's all he's done is develop guys everywhere he's gone. So he's gotten the quote-unquote lesser-tier talent, if you will, a middle-of-the-road talent, and then turned that talent into greatness pretty much where he was at. And uh, those guys uh, always fulfilled out um, their dreams and then also maximized their talents as they were there coach or playing for coach Kelly. So it's been a remarkable thing to see just the maturation from last December to now to how he's taken this team um, full of a bunch of transfer guys. And then some guys that were there already and they bought into the system. And then he's got these guys just rolling right now, along with the great coaching staff that he has in place. Jeff, I think another sneaky move that flies under the radar would, would be the decision to bring back Frank Wilson. I mean, I think that that was monumental. And, and Coach Kelly didn't have to do that. I mean, Frank Wilson was here on previous regimes. And, uh, that guy can coach. Um, he can coach. And I, I think that's a big payoff for, for uh, Coach Kelly. Well, it was one of the first assistants he hired. I mean, it, <laughs> he needed somebody. I mean, that was like, uh, I, I, I believe that was pretty much, that might have been the first that he, he actually hired. And, um, yeah, yeah he, and he, he's a guy that uh, has a lot of connections here and, yeah. Um, with, with the running backs, uh, he he's done a really good job with Josh Williams. Um, uh, they, they just kind of, you know, that that's a guy that's really progressed as the season has gone along. Is is Josh Williams, and I think you got to give a lot of credit to Frank Wilson. 
I think Joe Sloan was an excellent hire as well. You're saying, okay, you're hiring a, an assistant coach at Louisiana Tech, but they've had they've had some good offenses up there under Skip Holtz when Coach Sloan was there, and yep. um, he was a guy that uh, you know obviously worked very well with Jaden Daniels. So I think all these guys. I know Brian Pullian took a lot of is taking a lot of heat, and people are wondering if still if there's a change that's going to be made there. I, I don't know. I mean. Coach Pullingan's been with Coach Kelly for a long time. Yeah, on, on, a, on three different occasions, if you count this one being the third, as far as being at LSU with them, with them at Notre Dame twice, or on two different occasions. I don't know. There's a lot of history there. It obviously didn't work out very well. I bet you they take a look at it and say, okay, uh, we can evaluate this a little bit more uh, and, and figure out a way to make sure we have the right personnel uh, back there, especially when it comes to fielding punts. Jeff Palermo, WWL.com columnist. Thank you so much for the time, man. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. All right. As we step away and go to a break, this is what Coach Brian Kelly said of the hiring of Frank Wilson. No one knows the recruiting landscape in Louisiana right. better than Frank. That, that's ex- that's the reason why he hired Frank. Because he, you come in Louisiana, who do you get? The person that knows the landscape of Louisiana football that can get any kid in this state. And that's Frank Smart Wilson. hire. Smart among many hires. Yep. All right, we'll step away and come back. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. Back here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show, LSU and Texas A&M set to hook up around 6 p.m. in College Station. Michigan dismantled Ohio State 45-23. Ohio State falling from the ranks of the unbeaten and likely out of the top four of the college football playoff format uh, with the loss at home, mind you, in the horseshoe to Big Blue. That is hurts Ohio State's uh, fans to its core. Herb, I mean, th- these two schools, I mean, Ohio State refers to Michigan as the school from the north. They don't even acknowledge yeah. it. they got to right. acknowledge That's them right. now. They've beaten them back-to-back years. That's right. you got to acknowledge them, and you also got to gotta respect them now, right? Um, mm-hmm. I remember what the, last year or even the year before they were talking about, is Jim Harbaugh the right guy for this team? And um, I think Jim has proven, especially with this year, that He's the right coach for that team, and I think he's going to be there for a while. And they're going to probably offer him an extension after this year. I, I don't see why they would. Yeah, look, he's going to get some NFL head coaching um, inquiries, I'm sure. So uh, I'm sure they'll try to play that. He always has played that into his leverage and, and getting contracts. And I think that he's there to stay at Michigan unless some NFL team comes and wows him with a big offer. And he's got the Wolverine program headed in the right direction, beating Ohio State now right. twice back-to-back years, which he hadn't done um, in his time at, at Michigan and Ann Arbor and hadn't been done in over 20 years uh, for the Wolverines. So um, big on uh, – good on uh, John Harbaugh and the Wolverines, 45-23 over Ohio State. And we do have a faction of Ohio State fans down here uh, in the New Orleans area. And, yes, when you see me, you can yell and scream at me all you want, but I enjoyed watching Ohio State get beat today and beat soundly. By the Michigan Wolverines. What are you chuckling about, Herb? Because I'm thinking and I'm listening to that, and I and I hear it, and I'm like, you know, if this was Texas, this would be even worse. <laughs> oh, I would. Are you kidding me? I, Herb, you wouldn't get an ed, a word in edgewise for one, because I'd be screaming. I don't have much of a voice right now as it is, but I'd be screaming about the uh, the Texas tears. You know, had had uh, had Texas yep. lost in a big game to maybe TCU or something like that. Um, yep. Man. Anytime Texas loses, we all know I'm happy. Um, in particular, well, I'm, I kind of feel the same way about Ohio State, and here's why. 
because I think Ohio State gets too much of the cre- too much credit. I, I mean, they they're good, yeah. but they're they're not they're not as good. As, like, they get a lot of love, um, and a lot of people make excuses for them. So they they get too much credit for nothing that they they've, they've done nothing right. So every year they start off you know one two three in the rankings for just purely based upon what they did ten years ago or you know recruiting classes and that's it. It's like okay, so what have you done? Like really, what have you done? Nothing. And I agree with that 100. percent Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're, they're they're like not a good team. They're a good team, but they're just not with the the level that people put them on. I just don't see that. Yeah, I'm with you, Herb. All right, we'll step away and come back and wrap up the show here. It's the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate Show on WWL. Herb, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret, okay? Yep. For the last 11 weeks, I've been uh, consulting my um, my rooster on on whether LSU is gonna win or not. And so far this year, he's he's, uh, he's nine and two, and um, he said that LSU's not only gonna win tonight, but win by the double digit spread that Vegas has the Tigers favored by. So just rest assured. My rooster is pre- yet again projecting another win for LSU. I know that gives you a great peace of mind. I love it. I love it. And I'd like to get his thoughts on the Powerball tonight, um, <laughs> see if he can help me out with those numbers as well. Let me know. Yeah, I- I'll have to check with him. That's not necessarily his area of expertise, you know. Um, you never know. I- I'll check with him. I'll check with him. He, you know, there's a couple things he knows. He knows He knows hens, he knows Eaton, and he knows uh, LSU football. You know what I mean? That's that's, that's right. the area of his expertise. But I'll, I'll check with him. Uh, final thoughts on LSU, uh, Texas a and tonight, Herb? Got to have a win, baby. That's it. Just got to go in there, grind it out, have a win, bring it back home, and get ready for next week. So, But don't look past these guys tonight. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm i not concerned about uh, this team looking past uh, Texas a and I, I think Brian Kelly has a firm grasp of what, what his football team, uh, their mindset is like. And I think he does a daily reminder that, hey, you haven't arrived yet. And uh, an opportunity to get to 10 wins for a senior class that has went through two lean years, uh, I think, you know, is a big part of this motivating factor as well. I think LSU handles business tonight. And then, of course, we all turn our attention to next next week in Atlanta when LSU faces Georgia in the SEC championship game. I can't believe I'm uttering those words. That's Herb, right. Me neither. Take us to the house, baby. Yeah, man. Hope everybody has a great day. Enjoy the football game tonight. And remember, God loves you. I love you. And go Tigers, baby. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 